0: from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to reformationboise.com.
1: Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Around the table with me this morning is Josh Bales from The Well, Danny Steinmeier from Truth Truth Family Bible Church. I will screw that up every time, apparently. Danny, I'm sorry again. Well,
2: you no, no you get to say it multiple times, so I'll keep trying. I'll keep trying. and then <laughs> it's Jonathan. okay. It's okay,
0: Ron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we wow,
2: wow. and then
1: Jonathan and myself, it's good to be with you again today. We've been talking about the the topic of prayer. Um Just a little bit of an aside, this is just, you are being let into the inner circle Mm. of the deep and profound conversations that we have as the Reformation Alliance. This was our first topic for this year's conference, and the idea was that we would have Alistair Begg and Kevin DeYoung come and speak on prayer, both have written books on prayer, and We have an upgrade instead to Jonathan Gibson and Dr. Miles Van Pelt speaking on God to us, the covenantal structure. Of the Bible, so maybe we'll have a conference on prayer. It just was not in God's good providence that it would be this year. So we will see if that will materialize in the years to come. Did I sell that
0: correctly? Oh, that was good. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: you, as the listener, got to feel like you were. I'm sure they're not let down at all. <laughs> you were in the in the back room, the smoke filled back room where all the decisions are made. Whoa.
2: Well you just uh, the listener can pray for us as we look ahead to the other years as we are you got next year worked out haven't we We do
1: Dr Ian Hamilton and Jay Fesco Yeah very excited about that pairing maybe mm. I I could listen to Ian Hamilton talk about anything. If he wanted to tell he me He could read
2: the
0: phone book. <laughs> he really could and I would
2: be riveted. Um he's, he's such I, a pastoral. I've listened to him in a debate uh with uh, Wayne of my yeah. time and it just just the way he I mean his charitable nature uh is something that's delight to yeah. listen to. Yeah. I would love to sit at his feet and hear
1: him talk on prayer. Yeah. That mm-hmm. would be a, a pure delight. So maybe that would be the time and the place for that to happen. Yeah. Sometimes you, the topic that we're going to, or the question we're going to deal with today is a question that people do struggle with. I um, mean, that is by our prayers, do we change the mind of God? And oftentimes, the scripture that is used to support the position that we change the mind of God is Abraham's conversation. With the angel of the Lord, which I would say is the pre-incarnate Christ, and that Abraham changed the the mind of God is, this is the golden
0: calf incident. Is that you are talking about, or something? Abraham else? with
1: oh Moses also has been calf. used. Yeah, yes. Is. So, do we change the mind of God in prayer?
0: Well, we do have to compare scripture with scripture, right? I mean, in Numbers twenty three nineteen, the Lord says, I, the Lord, I'm not a man, I do not change. Malachi 3, 6 says the same thing. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to say, okay, if these clear didactic teachings are, are indicating that God does not change, and in fact, his perfect nature depends upon him not changing, because he can only change in one of two directions. He either changes uh, for the better or for the worse. In either case, he's not God. And so we have to look at those instances and ask, well, then why does it appear that his prayer changed why does it appear that abraham's prayer changed god's mind or moses's prayer and i think that's where we have to start why does it appear like that because it, it can't be so i'll let you guys pick it up from there but um
3: well to me i think one of the ways that I, i think it's helpful for me anyway to kind of think through it is it's not about changing god you already identified there's certain uh, other texts you have to wrestle with and and that indicate Clear understanding of of who God is in His is, is immutable character and so forth, but prayer does move God, and I think that's that's part of that in terms of He has invited us into a dynamic. Relationship. It it isn't. uh, It isn't fakery. It it isn't just go through the motions. But he 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 does demonstrate that he moves. But he moves according to his character, where he reveals in his word that he he responds to penitence. That's part of his his design and his um and his nature is to. um, And so when we talked about Moses, for instance, in the the situation with the the golden calf, and he's ready to about to wipe him out and all. I'll start over with you. and uh, but but Moses intercedes and and pleads and and actually in, in that prayer too, he reminds God of his of his character mm-hmm. um, and those types of things. So there's there's uh, an, an indication that God moves, but it's not in, in where God himself <coughs> is changing. It's the changeless God who responds in grace to repentance. And when we when we pray, um, in in those in those types of, of ways, then we see God change from the judgment that we already have upon us to then
2: His grace is, is shown. Well, we we mentioned in another show that uh, you know God ordains the means by which He uh, responds. Yes. So so yes, God is going to stay the same, but He ordained that. These things happen because we pray, mm-hmm. and 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 He moves us to pray those things.
0: Yeah, and that, and then, so Zechariah twelve ten uh, in another instance, I will pour out uh, on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy.
2: Yeah, He moves us to do that. Right. right. So
0: the first cause is God moving us to pray, so that He can move in the direction that He He had already de- decreed and decided to anyway.
1: A verse that often helps me think through this is is at the end of Romans 11, Paul, just overwhelmed by the godness of God, says, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, who has been his counselor, who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. What 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 would I possibly bring to God? Like, do I have some tidbit that He hadn't considered that He needed to know that I? Oh God, you failed to think about this. Let me help you so that you can make a better decision. You I know mean, that His His wisdom, knowledge, and
2: understanding is vast and yeah. without measure. Yeah, God is changeless, but through prayer he changes us yeah. we're the ones that need to be changed we're the ones you know we're not you know we're not drawing him to ourselves we're we're, we're drawing ourselves to him through through prayer and so uh, you know we're, as we follow the, uh, the model of prayer and and that uh, and what we are we are being changed bit by bit. Growing in the knowledge of God, praying in that light, means a grace to shape us more and more into the image of Christ. Yeah. So we have
1: Jesus teaching us about prayer in, in Matthew 6, but he also does, and it's recorded in Luke 11, actually seems to be in two different sections, time periods, which probably means that he taught on this multiple times.
2: Don't have to be disturbed as if somehow... Well, Luke 11 is uh, the Lord's Prayer, uh, what we would call the prayer on the plain, the Sermon on the Plain, whereas it's repeated in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, So you have two two geographic places where uh, this prayer is being offered. It seems likely that he would repeat himself a few times. A good reminder to be praying on the mountain (laughs) and in the valley. Yeah, Yeah. that's right.
1: (laughs) And the fact is that as ministers, how often are we saying – the same things to our people i mean this shouldn't be a surprise i mean we do it all the time as teachers as as preachers and because we know repetition is actually what's helpful we need it
0: can you say that again
1: oh boy (laughs) (laughs) or forget for people right we we need that constant uh uh, reminder i mean i don't know how many times i've said to my own people well you've heard me say this before but i think it's good to hear again yeah Mm -hmm. um But he goes on after he teaches this prayer in Luke 11 to say this. And he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will the heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him What what are we to make of this this teaching of Jesus here What is he teaching what
3: is he not teaching First of all how much greater is God than you Yeah that, that that's that glaring part of that at the end you being evil God not being evil—it's it's really an example from the lesser to the greater. Yeah. You know, a, a guy who's you know in bed and all tucked in at night, and and a friend comes, and, and he—it's a difficult thing, but he's going to he's going to do that anyway. God is so much better than that, and actually, at midnight, uh, God isn't tucked in; uh, he's accessible. <laughs> And, and he's there and he invites you that in the night watches and in any particular, whether on the mountain or in the valley and whatever time of day, that that he is there to hear and to answer with, with love and good gifts. And it's just really a, a wonderful picture of that lesser to the greater example. Yeah. Is this a, a teaching that's
1: saying that – in order to get things from God, it's our persistence that actually wears God down and then he gives us what we need because we prevailed against God.
0: I think there is another place that talks about persistence, but I think that's the opposite teaching here. It's what Danny was talking about, the lesser to greater, like it ends with, well, which one of your children, if they ask for a fish, will you instead give them a serpent? God doesn't need to be nagged. He knows what we need before we ask but he delights in that relationship with him so it's not about well once you hit the the 10th prayer mark on this one particular thing then i'll start to answer I, that's not how god works at all in fact i i had i was thinking about this sometimes we ask for the serpent unknowingly and he provides the fish uh meaning sometimes we're asking for the wrong thing and yet because we're coming to him he answers us better than it's like that old garth brooks song you know some some of God's gifts are unanswered prayers. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, don't I,
2: don't st- don't start singing on us. Save, save you know, it, Jonathan. Save I, I think us. in this. I think in. I'll get off the subject. Uh, I think in this matter of going to him in an importunate manner, you know, to plead with him. I think that uh, what the Lord is teaching us is that we are more needier than we think we are. That. By going through this, we recognize our circumstances are far more dire situation, and we need to contemplate what God can only supply.
3: And part of that idea of prayer, as we talked about earlier, is prayer is also something that God means to change us. He does want our persistence. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's not about the persistence that is what moves God it's the persistence that he wants from us in our hearts he's teaching
2: us not to assume our own sufficiency that's right
1: the asking seeking and knocking are perpetual actions but the asking seeking and knocking is ultimately about getting the good gift of God which is his spirit and I think it's just reinforcing that our ongoing need for the spirit within our hearts and lives to be able to to live out the the life that we've been called to do that we are in a perpetual asking because we're perpetually needing the Spirit. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.